All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Oh, the Horror. It's a horror movie podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the newcomer, Steve Allman. And I'm the expert, Rob Holmes. And today we are looking at the 2019 breakout hit, Ready or Not, directed by Michael Battelle Olpin. I'm probably getting that wrong. Uh, and Tyler Gillett. Matt, Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette. All right, well, both names got wrong. Awesome. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I, th- You know, I might have gotten that wrong, too, but I'm just, uh, I'm thinking I got it, though. I hope I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this, yeah well, this, is a, this is a fun movie, man. I had a really good time with this. This is, um, this is a surprise hit. So we're talking pedigree here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the directors from, uh, you had mentioned uh, these guys have done something pretty good in the past, but I don't so, know if I've actually... So they've worked on, we have, uh, they worked on VHS. They did, I think, the opening sequence for that, like the, right. the wraparound story. They also did the wraparound story for Southbound. Yes, that's how we remember them. Right. So, yeah, they worked on that. Um, talented directors, they go by Radio Silence is what they um, their production company is or what they had gone by i guess mm-hmm. the directing duo the directing like, duo it, like, in VHS it's as if it's as if you yeah, named yeah. a band for direct like daft punk is like to these guys what right. directing is to this you know first um, time i heard that name though i thought it was actually a person like a single person kind of like oh, um jason lee named his kid pilot inspector so i'm thinking you know what radio oh radio silence could be a person you know you don't know it could be you know like I, for some reason it's a bit more cool if it's two guys rather than one i don't yeah, know yeah, why yeah, it seems no, less pretentious <laughs> oh way less pretentious when you realize it's like a, a production company or exactly. you know the duo what they call themselves it's a trio actually i think it's a trio of people who are technically radio silence but this movie is it's it's basically like the most na- the most dangerous game with a with a big old twist yeah, um, it's it, so again, like this is the this is the beauty of uh, I, I guess this is where like generic trailer making can come in handy because uh, it, upon first glance of this movie, I was like, all right, this is just like this looks like a movie, like it's uh, like you know, like we're playing most dangerous game, but it, like it looks fairly, I guess, generic, you could say, or right, right, it definitely, uh, it definitely like had that box standard. Yes, Nothing stood exactly, out exactly. To me. Uh, but when when we watch it, it immediately stands out as something that has a lot more personality and depth than first meets the eye. It's yeah. uh, wickedly funny, mm-hmm. uh, really like sharp and biting and quick. Uh, dialogue is snappy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, we we would we had briefly mentioned before recording this that like I prob like the my favorite thing probably about this movie is its pacing because it's noticeably short and tight at a, at a very tight 95 minutes. See, that's what's crazy uh, is that we're talking we're talking a tight 95 minutes, but if we look at a lot of movies that we've reviewed in the past, some have been even shorter. They've been in the 80-some minutes. Exactly. At a movie that's 90 minutes, a 90-minute movie can feel excruciatingly long. This does very not true. wear out its welcome. This actually feels like the pacing is pretty spot on. 
to get where it no, needs yeah, no, to get to by the time it hits its big crescendo, which, oh, does it hit a crescendo? Holy crap. Oh, man, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it's so, so good. The, the, the It's a perfect buildup. It's, uh, again, immaculately paced where, like... You can't really like you can't really predict the beats, but like you go along with the beats every single time for every single scene. You're like, all right, great, we're here, boom, we're right, here. Right, right. It's it moves. It's it's so smartly made. It's so smartly written. Uh, it, it, like you could tell these directors, these writers, these stars are really having fun here, and I'm very very impressed to see uh just a solid ass effort right. in something like this because it's it you don't often see something that works this well this quickly well um, and to be and to be I, I this really love and to be this funny on top of it i mean you end up with a movie like yeah. um your next right your next has a little bit of dark humor in it but for the most part it is taken very seriously and it's another one of those True. family get together style movies where you know in that one it's home invasion and this one it's in-laws i guess uh as as samara weaving so perfectly puts it yeah, I think the reason why this movie works so well is that it, it is as dark as it can get at times. It still has a, a lightheartedness to it in a weird way. And I think that comes down to who we have in the cast. Like when you look at this cast, it's a great cast to begin with. You have Adam Brody, you have Henry Zerny, you have uh, Marco. God Bryan. bless Adam Brody, by the way. But the, the person who really stood out to me as far as being like a wow, I'm I'm impressed was Andy McDowell. Yes. That was like I that's a casting choice that you don't normally see in a film like this. And mm-hmm. that's when I started to that's actually what got me more than Samara Weaving. Like, you know, she's doing some really good movies, uh, in the horror genre especially. But to see Andy McDowell take on a role like this, then I was like, this has to be something special. She wouldn't just oh, no, do it- this. It's and I'm so surprised because like I I, it completely glossed over me that she was even in this movie until I saw it Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa wait a minute what is she doing here yeah not not so much what is she doing here like of course it's great to see her in this movie but like what brought her onto this movie of all movies yes and Uh, and why such a large clearly see why and and such a large role too because you expect when you have a, a a name like Andy McDowell. Which I guess maybe not as much anymore, you know, but I just remember her, like, huge in the 90s. When you have a name like that in a film like this, you're expecting, all right, they might just be in it for a few minutes. Maybe they just came out for a couple of days or something like that. Nope. Mm -hmm, Nope. mm -hmm. She She is a major component of this film. I mean, she's kind of the linchpin that really kicks off that final confrontation. Yeah, it's it's very, very uh, impressive to see her, like, you know, swing it this long in a movie like this because you don't really get to see that much of a showing from her that often. Yeah. And she's fantastic. She is. She is. Absolutely. And it's a layered performance through everyone in this. Nothing, nothing is anything that has a superficial look to it. Later you realize there's much more to it Mm -hmm. um, for just about everything in this film because it really just comes down to family. Tradition is a huge, huge part of this movie. Uh, and it just deals with that whole, how did these people get their wealth and become so successful? They must have sold their soul to the devil. Hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, and it's just, it, it, like, I got, I got good vibes of like a, a little bit like cabin in the woods where it's just like solid rock, solid premise of what you think is going to happen. Yes. And then awesome, original, 
well-executed twist in that formula that it, it's it, it's so refreshing. It's it like it like that's what I keep coming back to after I had seen this movie. I'm just yeah. like, well, god damn it! Like I just I'm really glad I got to see that because now I want to tell everybody about this. Now it, it really it, reminded me of something like that. Now it could have gone either way. Um, with with let's just say the ending, and I'm not going to go too far into it, but it could have gone. Yeah, it's there's there's again a false, this is one of those movies. There's a false ending of the wait a second, did we really have to do all of this mm-hmm. type situation? And then it hits that point of, oh, yeah, no, they probably did. But there's there's also, we'll get to that as we get further uh, into the film, and because I do want to talk about the ending specifically later. Uh, sure. But we're introduced to a night probably, what was it, like 30 years ago. And we start in this flashback of this guy running through a house, being chased by people, uh, and being hunted. And... He ends up running into Helene, who's his bride-to-be, and he just basically ends up getting shot to death in front of these kids. Like, two mm-hmm. arrows in him, and he's being dragged yeah. off, screaming and bleeding out everywhere. And that's that's what happened. Very You're like, tense. oh, this is very... Very this Very is, cool. Yeah. yeah, and then it cuts to 30 years later, and um, this guy, Alex, uh, he hasn't seen his family in years. He's part of the Ladomas family, which they are a, a game family. They made their money off a, of games. A hilarious name, by the way, Ladomas. Ladomas. And they made all of their money off of games, so the family is very particular about that and tradition and everything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So Grace is marrying Alex. It's the first time they've been back in years, but he keeps saying, like, you know, at midnight when you join, there has to be this initiation, so you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to play a game. And she's like, well, what do you mean? This is okay. And he's very serious about it, too. It's very strange. Right. He's like, and it's like, you can see he's kind of somber about it, where, like, we now having seen the film, like, he kind of knows where this could go. Yeah. And even Daniel, like, Daniel Wynn, who is played by Adam Brody, meets her, is like, yeah, give her a chance to run away. Like, go. Escape if you can. You know? And you don't realize how serious he really is, or she doesn't realize how serious he really is about that. Yeah. Because basically they came about their riches by meeting this guy and he ended up giving them this, uh, this box. It was Mr. LaBelle. And he said he could give him all of this fortune, but he had to start this tradition and he has this box and there's this card. You have to draw a card from the box and whatever the card says is the game you have to play, but there's only one card you don't want to draw. And that one card is hide and seek. Now we're introduced to this very eclectic family. I mean, yes, Dude, this is like this is like it's the so, who's it's so who. fun. It's like yeah, it, it, it's it's as if like I was watching like the cast of Clue come come back to life. This, in a weird it, it really way. is. Like this everybody's... movie this movie is like Clue, and a lot of the murder weapons actually coincidentally enough are like six of the ways people die are all methods from like Clue games, variations of Clue games. Yeah, it, it's it's, ve- it's, it's very very cheeky and fun. It is in the best way possible. Like the set decoration alone. Oh, absolutely. As you're going into their into the room uh, where the game room, which no one sees except a family member, and it's just a hunter's room, essentially. Weapons adorning the exactly, walls. Yeah. Different, you know, pictures of, of gaming trophies and things of that, and all of these different games that they could play. And then we get to meet each each person as we're going through. We meet Daniel's Daniel's wife, who is 
you can tell she's in it for the money and just doesn't really care. She seems like she, yeah, and she's she, one of those like callous, cold. Yeah, and her name characters. and her name is Charity. So even when she's talking about who she used to be beforehand, you're like, oh no, this totally fits her because she's like, I'm not going back to the life I used to have. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, when I told you the traditions of what we may have to do, you were just totally 100% on board, you know? Um, Emily, right. who's known as brown-haired niece, and she she is absolutely, <laughs> so she's absolutely terrible with weapons. This girl, no joke, kills, she kills like two of the three maids yeah. inadvertently. Just because she doesn't know what she's doing, she's coked out of her mind on all these different drugs it's, through, and she's hilarious. Like, it is, and 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 that's and this is another thing because like a lesser movie wouldn't really know how to handle this, and it would be too mean spirited, and it would be like over the top in like the wrong way. Because I could like I keep thinking that this movie is like like I kept assuming this movie was this more or less like mean-spirited your next type of film it did, it did seem like it top, was going to be it's a very bit of a mean-spirited yeah yeah because what i liked about your next is that it, it is very over the top but it right. is serious and kind of a downer mm-hmm. uh ultimately but this is like it's still kind of keeping with this some sort of fun jovial nature well it, <laughs> in it, a weird way it's I, family banter it's, it's bringing the family back right and the family that's been there getting someone who hasn't been there coming back now you have these very eccentric characters who all have essentially PTSD from from what they're going through, basically on how they got their fortune and that it's all a sham. And if they don't complete this supposed ritual, if this card is drawn, it could lead to their death and their demise. Yeah, and then exactly. you actually see that there are stakes put into it. You have Becky Ladomas, which is Andy McDowell's character. She really, really, really likes Grace. She even tells her that she's so happy that she was able to bring her Alex back and that, you know, she really want, hopes that she fits in with the family and everything like that. You have the dad, Tony, who doesn't even seem to really care too much. Um, the the aunt, Helene, who is insane. She's just, that hair is just amazing. And she carries a giant battle axe around it's the entire so time. It's so cool. That hair is just brilliant. And then you realize, like, she's the woman in the beginning of the film whose husband did die from this. So she, yeah, and you do see her character not as just brutal and bitter the entire time. There, there's so many layers to these characters. They all have an emotional moment later on where you realize, like, wow, Helene really is kind of, she's just been struggling with this for 30 years. It's been eating her alive. But she knew and, what and she had to do. It, and it's really crazy to actually, when you think about, like, an actual implication of this crazy family ritual and all of these crazy things that they have to do, like, it really would wreak havoc on your psyche, like, mm-hmm. a lot, if you're not ready for it. Well, and then some people didn't even know, like, Fitch, who is um, who is the husband of Emily. Like, Fitch didn't even... He said when he got there, he played, what did they play? Like, some sort of game. They played some sort of, like, backgammon or something or canasta. One of those type of things. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When, the, when they were inducted into the family, they played normal games. And so then all of a sudden they give him a crossbow to go hunt someone. He knows that, like, this is a potential of what could happen. But I don't think, a lot of them don't understand how real it is until Emily shoots that one, or shoots the first uh, nanny in the face. Yeah, it's again, it, it's one of the, it's the, the setting of the stakes where everybody's like, oh God, it's kind of a thing. Oh yeah, and then you and, realize how serious this film is because you don't, 
if you've seen the trailer, you know. But if you haven't seen the trailer and you're just watching, you're like, oh, okay. Then maybe it's just going to be a giant comedy of errors. Maybe this will mm-hmm. end up kind of like a whole April Fool's Day situation where at the end they're like, haha, gotcha. Welcome to the family. But no, it's it's very real. I tell you what, exa- I, I hate to keep bringing back uh, the Your Next comparison, but like this, it's a very good like sort of boilerplate structure to pull yeah. from. Uh, when you see that first kill in this movie, it's tough to tell what type of tone. You can kind of tell the tone from a movie based on how it handles that first death. Yep. In a weird way, because like when your next happened, it was the it was the like the cable like at neck length to like oh. slice that woman's. Throat. Oh no no it wasn't the cable. The- this was the this was the the first kill was the arrow the arrow to the head. The, oh yeah Ty, no, sorry. Ty the West gets the arrow to the head, but it's off frame when it happens. Yes, uh, but like when you actually see that, yes. and then like the stakes are established, and this is the type of thing that we'll be seeing. Mm-hmm. The way that the movie handles it after the fact, yes, very clear. And the second that that crossbow kill happened to you, I was like, okay, this is what we're getting into. And I was very, very down for all of this. And then in this one, uh, yeah, getting the because for your next, it's very serious. There's screaming. There's the panic reaction. And this one, the first thing is you shot the maid. Like that's <laughs> yeah. Like she it's was my favorite, or... and it was. There is some shock from people. They're all like, "She's like, I got her, I got her," and you're like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, these people are crazy," but not all of them are. There's you know, there's this sick glee that's going on with some of them. But remember, Emily, she's like on drugs, and as she's doing drugs, she's like, "I don't know what I'm doing." Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's shooting wildly, and then just tosses the gun at one point as well it's it's very this is what i love about this film is that these characters they almost are caricatures of what you'd expect but not not overly not over the top over the top no it, and it's not because i i definitely thought that that's what this was gonna be oh it could have uh, gone that way so it's, easily it's not and it's and it's played it's it, with such a fi- everybody's playing their their role with such a fine line between over the top and earnest that it's it's so it's really fascinating to actually see because of the fact that it's not too cheeky it's not too wild but like it's just in that line it's just in that lane like cabin in the woods where Mm -hmm. everybody's doing their thing and like the ridiculousness of the plot is what's going to be bringing everything together rather than everybody else it's it's fascinating to see this balance uh, yeah and and well there's a lot of and the thing about this too is it's not just her versus this family like the family's at odds with themselves as well and each character Mm -hmm. in the family you actually get to understand where each one of them's coming from they actually don't like the fact that they're all stuck in this situation like even the patriarch tony is getting pissed off at his family it's like couldn't you have gotten a better deal out of this you know like why these as the rules and even at one point where he's saying maybe we should use the security cameras he didn't have them at the time but they didn't understand technology like those arguments that they're having back and forth to justify what they're doing or, oh my god or changing so... things up it's so good it's just really yeah, it's, yeah. Be, because it's 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 very much like oh wow this is like legit a family that has like beef in mm-hmm. some regards to what they do yeah and it's it's a very sort of lived in scenario for all of these people and i was fascinated by how they all handled it as the movie went along because it's not so much just like a oh we're coming to get you type of movie like there's definitely 
more and more uh, like nuance to everything that goes on, and I've really, really appreciated it. Um, yeah, it's it's not cut I, and dry I, at all. It, it's very mm-hmm. there are so many layers. We you know, and when you're dealing with Grace trying to survive and trying to convince people of the family, like don't do this. You guys don't have to do this. Um, she even tries to convince one of the kids, and the kid shoots a yeah. hole through her hand like mm-hmm. that. When, when that happened, I was like, holy shit. They re- yeah, this movie wild. isn't messing around. No, it, it definitely isn't, and it and it'll go there for the sake of uh, yeah. you know, get, for and it's like I never felt like this was being overly like cheap for like shock value or no, whatever. No, no, not at all. It, it works really well between between these kids who you see just have this insane. I mean, they're like, no, the kids aren't crazy at all, and then the kids are wearing the mm-hmm. cult, yeah. cult masks and running around talking about sacrificing people and stuff. You're like, no, it's definitely influencing them. Yeah, uh, for sure. Then you have, there's so many good characters in this. You have the, uh, the butler, Stevens. Yes. That guy. That guy's like, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of one of the bad guys from Die Hard. You just can't kill him. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like from the first Die Hard, that guy who just keeps coming back over and over and over until the end of the mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that guy. You just you just can't take him down. Every time she tries and she, like, stops him for a little bit, scalds his face, you know, he gets stabbed or whatever. He just keeps coming back. Yeah, I, I, I very much appreciate... It's, again, it's, it's the work that people do to, like fill their roles in their bits mm-hmm. and like they just run with them and it's very much like that when i when i kept seeing uh that guy show up i was like god damn it he's back again uh yeah it's it's so so well done um i i, I think kind of another thing that i'd want to talk about is our um is our lead here because we're like i yes. i was like again uh, on fir- on first glance, I was like, okay, that's not Margot Robbie. That's not Margot Robbie. And then, like, I felt like such a dickhead at the end of this. I was like, no, Samara Weaving's fucking awesome. Yeah, we've like, covered two so movies of hers so far. We've done Mayhem yeah, and, uh, and we've done The Babysitter. Um, and I feel so bad that she hasn't made <laughs> more of a lasting impression on me by the time this movie's come around because, God damn it, she's so good. These are her. These are her, like, best films. These type of movies where... She and she does it on both sides. She plays the villain in like the babysitter, but at the same time, you party is kind of rooting for her because she's just awesome. In in the way yeah, she 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 makes she makes being evil seem like a cool thing, and in this, right. it's the total opposite. But then she goes from being like super innocent to just like badass, and that still is. It's still just cool, but she does all of it really well. Like she, you can put her in any type of horror role, and she can pull it off. Even oh, May- even Mayhem, I, where it's like you know this just randomly pissed off character who is trying to um, get this company to to cover insurance costs or whatever, and just deal with that. And it's yeah. just seeing her to go in that transition as well. Um, yeah, she kills it in this man. Absolutely, just as a as a bride who got herself into the worst situation ever and she tries to play it off really well in the beginning and thinks it's all a game and then realizes how it's very much not a game when alex oh, no. <laughs> comes into the room and is like no here's what's actually going on um and that's when the first maid gets shot in the head and they realize how serious it is and then it, you know there there came a question of dude you brought her here like that's so messed up you didn't tell her anything ahead of time you're you're surprising her with this and you think she's going to stay with you like by the end of this at all yeah i i don't see i know he was hoping it would be any other card 
But I almost feel like because I, he didn't tell her, and the way it's done, it's not like someone's put the card in there on purpose. Because at first, when I heard when I thought about this and it was like drawing a card and she draws hide and seek, I thought it was going to be Helene or someone else just being like, "I don't want you in this family," so I chose this card. But it being something that's very mystical, like you put a blank card in the box. Yes, and, then... and, and it's 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 like it's a fate thing because it, it, yes. guess what? If she pulls any other card, we have a completely different movie. The movie is happy go lucky, and then it ends, uh, like yeah. twenty minutes later after they play whatever it, game it is, or we have no movie. <laughs> well, and the thing is, no one knows what happens except no one knows. Like no, everyone's like, well, we have to do this, or else everyone's gonna die. Are you sure? But the answer kind of is yeah, because then apparently other families did this as well. Yeah, it's so very, very, like... Oh, it's, it's so it's intricate. It's so lived in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like the more and more you think about it, you're like, oh, wow, this is like so... <laughs> like It's, it's a world, so man. It's not the case. It's, it's so much more than I thought it was. And yeah. I'm, I'm so very, very impressed with the amount of nuance and and it's care you could see the care that they tried yes. to put into this uh from moment one and yeah, absolutely it's, i'm so glad that we did not pass this up yeah and they uh, well, they, they tighten everything just... they tighten everything really well for a six million dollar budget we're looking at you know this movie didn't cost a lot to make it is, it's no. not necessarily like a bottle type film, but it, it kind of is. You're stuck mainly at the estate. Like you don't go outside of the estate. They get on the road like once outside of the main gate, but there's nothing that takes people further than that. My One of my favorite moments though was after she gets out through the gate, cuts up her back, which is absolutely brutal oh, when she brutal. pulls through and it yeah, slices her up. Terrible. I like that it wasn't something that incapacitated or tore a full muscle off, but it definitely mm -hmm. showed some brutality in her desperation to get out. But she exactly. goes up to that car and the car kind of honks at her and just says some shit. Just her reaction where she just goes into this tirade and just cusses them out and is oh, just losing so her shit and has a tantrum. I'm like, yeah, that's ex yes, you were doing exactly what somebody who's in that situation would just be so fed up that it's like someone's trying to kill them and it's like these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's oh man, I, I couldn't like I couldn't be more impressed with how like it, again, it's it's the writing, mm -hmm. it's the the intricate ways that people react to one another that make all of these scenarios feel so lived in and so real. Um, I, 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 again, like this, like uh, to wrap up, I, I just, I need to recommend this. It's like, this is an essential thing to see because I, yeah. I keep seeing this being uh, passed over or I keep imagining this being not something that you get to see because we have so many high profile releases this and I would, I would say yes, I would say yeah, but I think this is a movie that, you know, it's already pulled in $21 million so far, so it's a success. Oh, it made sure. It made it's, a good amount of money. for sure. Uh, I think this is a movie that is going to do, now remember, this is, it's Fox, but it was released by Walt Disney. So oh that, yeah, because they own that now. <laughs> but Walt Disney Studios releasing this is a very shocking thing for it to be as violent as it is, and insane as it is because by the end of it we we think that alex is going to rescue his his wife and everything's going to be okay but um when alex is tied up because they don't want him going anywhere to help grace um alex's mom talks to him and pretty much gives him this reality check of like we're your family we've been here forever how long have you actually known this girl 
Are you willing to throw exactly, it all away? Yeah. And all of it. And then, you know, they're finally able to to capture uh, Grace and, and bring her back. And then Daniel poisons the wine, so everyone's kind of throwing up, which is a crazy moment, because they're going to sacrifice oh, yeah, her no. in this cult moment. And then Alex is still trying to escape, and you're like, all right, he's going to get her, he's going to get her. Then, Al- then, then the mom, like Andy McDowell, just decides like she's not oh. gonna let this happen and she's gonna she's gonna fight back because daniel ends up getting taking daniel, that stand and like well, doing, oh man daniel it's... daniel takes a stand daniel ends up getting killed by his own wife and right. so now Which... people have seen daniel dead and they think grace did it mm-hmm. so now you have andy mcdowell coming in there and trying to kill grace and attack grace because yeah. she knows that she has to do this. And Grace, like, takes that box and bashes her skull in relentlessly. Oh, she just goes so, like it, it, it's, it's that it, It's that absolute, like, stepping up into, like, this crazy badass Grace that, like, I absolutely loved. Because, yeah, but, like, like it, they... Like, ooh, man, you, I didn't think they would turn Andy McDowell's face into, like, paste. Oh, my God. Like, but, it was a wild effect. Like, oh. it was so good. And then seeing um, the box, like, with the hair and a little bit of gristle oh hanging God. off of it. Ugh. And then, then they show her face. They show her face, and it is the, it mm-hmm. has just been bashed to, like, a pulpy mess. And that's the point where Alex walks in. So Alex right. is thinking, all right, Grace just killed my mom, and Grace must have killed Daniel. So... He does that, oh, we're, this isn't going to work between us thing. And she's like, no, fuck you. Like, what the hell? And so he's like, yeah, I have to sacrifice you then, obviously, because you killed part of my family. And if I don't do this, we're all going to die. And I have to fulfill my role, whatever, you know? It's yeah. kind of crazy. It is absolutely just like, oh, shit, they're going to do this. Well, maybe he won't actually. Maybe he's just pretending and he's going to rescue her. No, he is straight up going to sacrifice her. They all straight up start saying hail Satan and shit at the end. Yeah. Um, which you don't expect them to. And they could have ended it there. And uh, apparently in the original script, they were going to end it with like hail Satan and he stabs her and she dies. And that's it. Like she does not mm-hmm. move to the side. Which would have been a little bit of a letdown, but like still that a was ending. To me, that would have just been like the, oh, okay. And it would have just felt, it would have felt pointless to follow this character around for all of that time just to Mm -hmm. die. So, you know, she digs into one of the character's arms or whatever and is able to get to the side, gets stabbed still, uh, but in the shoulder. And is able to kind of fend herself off until sunrise. And they're like, well, it's sunrise and nothing happens nothing yeah they're all just looking at each other like wait what we're not we're not dead and then she's laughing at them like ha you did all of this and it was for nothing it was for nothing and it seems like it may stay that way until helene says i'm gonna do it anyway which i think she i think that was like her breaking the rules i think if they had done nothing they may have lived very much is I think the family could have lived if they had not broken the rules at the end after that and let her live. But the fact mm-hmm. that she had tried to attack, boom, she immediately explodes. Immediately in a mess of just blood and gore everywhere. And then from right. there, so does the entire family. 
it's yeah it, it like that and that to me was like okay wow it's like, so good you're even, doing even, something here even emily and her little demon spawn children like her evil little children they run out of the room so you don't see a direct them exploding but you see one big one and then two little ones afterwards and you're like holy shit they went there um, they are not messing around whatsoever when it comes to this. Film. No, no. And it's it, like, again, respect to, yeah. to all of this because it's, a, it's such a, it's bold, it's brazen. It's, it's not trying to be anything less. Like I could have easily like seen a PG 13 version of this in my mind and it sucks. <laughs> and this, uh, very much not that. Um, yeah, this had to be, this had to be R and this impressive. had to be hard R because like number one, the vulgarity in it is amazing. It works very well. I think because mm-hmm. the way the dialogue is blended in, it is very well written. It is a very good story structure. The violence is ridiculous and over the top. And going with the exploding yes. ending of just having everyone burst and different people at different times, it was almost like she almost had the choice to s- decide whether or not they pop. You know what I mean? Like, in a weird way, mm-hmm, it almost yeah. felt like that because she let Alex go for about as long as she wanted that to happen. And then when she's like, no, he pops. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely awesome. And then you get to see Mr. LaBelle, like, the spirit of him as the flames of the fire shoot out. The whole place is starting to burn down. And, yeah, she, she gets out and the first responders come by and they're like, what happened here? And she just, just lights a cigarette and just is like, in-laws it's fucking great man yeah it's so fucking good funny. it's so good and it, it it nips it in the bud right there it kind of is a, mm-hmm. a real tight ending but at the same time you know it was brought up earlier other families had done this and they hadn't followed the ritual and they all ended up dying horrible deaths like so Very true and like and you see that little bit of history with all of those mm-hmm. yeah and that that was pretty cool because you're seeing that this is not a one and done this is not just something that has happened to this one family who knows how many of the wealthy elite this exists with, like, have made this deal. And, oh, yeah. And, have and, to yeah, do and you this. could easily see that, like, metaphor, that, uh, <laughs> that, like, um, commentary on the upper class to just sort of be, you know, fuck the rich because they're all crazy. Right. Well, and this is also where Universal pulled The Hunt, which deals with it's basically the most dangerous game because the trailer yeah. came out. And the poster and people got all upset about it. But, you know, Ready or Not is kind of that movie. It's pretty much Mm -hmm. that movie. Um, And it got under the radar because they didn't really make a huge deal about it. And they played it up as more of a comedy, you know. Uh, And it it works really well, man. I mean, I don't really have any negative things to say about it. I had a really good time with it. Uh, I think you need to see it in theaters. This is something definitely support Mm -hmm. it while it's there. Um, You know, this is... We want more th- movies like this. We want to show Disney that, yeah, movies like this are profitable. Do not give up on R-rated horror. Like it, no. it, it works. And speaking of that, you know, our next episode we're going to be covering it, Chapter Two. That that's going to prove right there, R-rated horror is the way to go. I'm expecting another. What the first one did like 300 million US, and I'm I'm expecting oh, yeah. this to do that, if not better. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very good time for horror films. I mean, even Crawl did pretty well based on its budget. I think twelve million budget or something, or nine million, and it pulled in like twenty or thirty million, something like that. So you know, horror is horror is doing very well right now. It's just we got to get out there, we got to support it. Even some of these smaller films, you know, it's not all going to be it Absolutely, chapter twos, yeah. but it's we can uh, 
we can try and get out there and and make sure that more of these are able to get made. Yeah, exactly. And that perfectly uh, leads into what we are going to be talking about next week, which I am I think we are all <laughs> super excited for it chapter 2. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited about it. I I want to see how far they're willing to go with this. I heard they go pretty crazy as far as sticking to some parts of the book. It's interesting to see what the like the nothing place or wherever it is um, where yeah, yeah. he has to kind of fight him on that dimensional plane. Seeing a little of that in the trailer is pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. This is going to be one to see for sure. Like this is this was the breakout hit two mm-hmm. years ago and they fast tracked that sequel because it was you know certified hit oh you got to keep that momentum two years is like a perfect time um, oh yeah uh, to to be releasing a sequel you you go any further than that it, it can cause a lot of problems i mean interest can wane so you kind of want to you don't want another one coming out the next year but you definitely want it within the within about three years you know for sure absolutely so. well we, uh, we definitely look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, why don't you tell everybody where we can be found on the internet? Uh, you can find us at ohthehorror.libsyn.com. We are also at ohthehorrorcast.com. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast, like Libsyn, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Google Podcasts. You know, if it's a podcast site, we're probably Every there. Every dang place. And if we're not, let us know and we'll make sure that we get there. Uh, and you can mm-hmm. also find us at Oh the Horror Cast on Facebook, Instagram, most forms of social media. Yeah, we uh, we really appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys listening. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a wild ride. We've had a really great month yet again, uh, yeah, and we yeah. look forward to uh, hearing from you guys this next month. So, uh, without further ado, I'm Steve Allman, and I'm Rob Holmes, and we'll see you next time. Look at me, Damien. Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. When there's no more room in hell, the dead 